Welcome to another episode of the ADHD Families Podcast. I am your host, Sharon Collin, a qualified ADHD coach and consultant and a mum to three beautiful boys with ADHD. I am so happy that you are here and I'm going to share some parenting gold with you today. This is all about, this whole podcast is all about making your lives with ADHD easier. I'm super, super motivated by anything that saves time, saves effort and increases joy in your household. Because I know, I live it every day. I know how hard it can be in your beautiful homes and you're reading all this material, trying lots of things. Let's see if we can shortcut that, some of that for you today. Let's get to it. Hello, I'm Sharon Collin and you are listening to the ADHD Families Podcast. I am a mum of three beautiful boys with ADHD. I love being a mum, but my home life was absolute chaos and the stress of daily life had a terrible effect on my health. My husband had so many horror-filled stories of growing up with ADHD that I decided I wanted to change the experience for my little boys. So I got to work and I systematically changed and streamlined my family's lives to suit the ADHD brain. And now that I have my family on track, I want to help yours. Do you want a life with your beautiful kids that is more functional, fun, and full of joy? Let's explore together the wonderful and sometimes wacky world of raising kids with ADHD. Have you ever been at a friend's event, perhaps like a barbecue or something, and you're watching your friend's parent, their kids, or perhaps their child is having, you know, they're, they're doing some corrections or they're chatting with their child and you're just comparing it to your own parenting journey and you're thinking, oh, my goodness, my kids are so much harder than that. And you're wondering why it's so freaking hard. <laughs> And I'm here to tell you that it is harder. Generally, it is harder. Parenting kids with ADHD who have emotional regulation issues, who have issues with low frustration tolerance and things, it is harder than general parenting. And parenting to begin with was hard. And now you add any sort of extra layer to that and it is harder. And one of the things that I love doing as an ADHD coach is really helping people make that easier. We can have all the strategies in the world and we can read all of the information about ADHD, but if you don't know what to do in the heat of the moment, oh my goodness, it's all pointless. And I was doing this. I was absorbing all this information, but then you know, back in the early days, but then getting just paralyzed by it, not knowing and not being confident in my approach. So I didn't know what to do when it was my own children. And no one can push our buttons like our own children. Everything is so emotionally charged when it's your own kids that it's completely different. Uh, and parenting is, is tricky. It's tricky. One of the things that I wanted to talk about today, and I've got you know, six really, really simple parenting shifts to share with you is to flag that with ADHD, there is a maturity delay of 30%. 
And I, I have to constantly remind myself of this because we have to adjust our parenting expectations. Now, this is an intelligence. We all know that our kids with ADHD are usually very, very, very clever. This is a maturity delay. So this is what they are capable of in that moment. This is about, you know, being able to um, handle certain situations. So if you've got, if you're looking at your 13 year old, you're actually looking at a nine year old in terms of maturity. That's a huge gap, huge gap for what we have to do with our expectations and what our, um, what we request of our kids in that moment. There's a massive, massive maturity delay. Now, the good news is it evens out at about 25, but you know, if you're in the trenches right now, parenting kids or perhaps multiple kids like me with ADHD, that can feel quite, quite intense. So what I wanted to do and what my aim for today's session was to share with you some parenting shifts or some parenting lessons that I have learned and ones that are common in our beautiful community to see if I can just make things a little bit easier for you in those moments, perhaps in those moments where you are freezing. Um, or you're not quite sure what to do or the, what the right approach is. So we love our kids so much, so much. And my guess is that you're listening to a podcast called the ADHD Families Podcast, that you want the absolute best for them. You're here, you're absorbing information about it. You're wanting practical strategies, which is what I'm known for. And you are wanting you know, ways to help your beautiful family save time, save effort, increase joy in your family. Now, wanting it and achieving it is different. We know that it takes work. We know that it takes customized strategies to help beautiful families with ADHD. And with everything that we talk about in this podcast, you know, this is quite, this is a, a general generalizations about ADHD. I, I want you to know that I'm not for one second thinking that there's a one size fits all approach for parenting kids with ADHD because we know that everyone is so individual. Every family is individual. So my aim is to equip you with lots of tools in your tool belt so that you've got a few to throw out in situations because there's confidence in that. If you picture like a carpenter's tool belt, and as you're walking into situations, just knowing that you have a few things that might work in your tool belt to throw at it, there's so much power that comes in that because I know that it isn't easy out there. So one of the things that I notice that I do um, periodically and that a lot of parents do is that we get stuck in what's not working. So perhaps there might be a predictable problem. And if you haven't listened to that episode, please go and listen to that episode. A predictable problem that comes up day in, day out for your family. And we get stuck. We use language like, why can't they? They should be able to. You know, those sorts of things run around in our head. And maybe our child just isn't up to that at that particular point. They can't at that moment. Um, maybe we need to focus and shift our perspective to giving our kids the skills to help them upskill so that they can get through the thing. Maybe we need to change our strategy completely or the way that we're doing that particular task. What I don't want us to do is to get stuck banging our heads against a brick wall because it contributes to getting stuck in survival mode. We're just getting through things, you know, like it's that I'll be happy when, I'll be happy when my child goes to school. I'll be happy when they're out of school. I'll be happy when they get a job. I'll be happy when, I'll be happy when, I'll be happy when. New levels, new devils, guys. Uh, we want to be happy now. 
there's always going to be challenges. We want to be able to take where our family is right at this moment and see what we can do to make it easier for ourselves right now with the challenges of ADHD, with the challenges, the unique challenges that our family has. We don't want to get stuck in what's not working. So how I do that is I kind of view my family as if like an auditor or a CEO would. We're looking at it from the top down, like analysing what is happening in our family, what things are really of value to us uniquely as a family, what bits are really, really important to us, what can we do, what bits are working, what bits are not working so well for our family, what can we do about those parts, is there some strategies that we can put in place to help us be proactive rather than reactive in those situations. Now, we do a, I do a lot of this work with families, you know, outside of the heat of the moment because there's confidence when you are in the heat of the moment to know that you have already had that discussion. You already have a few tools in your tool belt for those moments. So you hear me talk a lot about examples about <laughs> the car because it's a pretty horrendous time for my family, I've got to say. We don't car well. Um, there's three boys in the back, the two of us in the front. It's all a bit intense in there. Uh, and so, you know, knowing that that's a volatile time for our family, is there things that we can do? Putting some, mo um, some strategies in place before we get in the car can be the difference between us having a good car ride or everyone wanting to kill each other in those car rides. So being proactive about it, you know, some simple, you know, strategies that we want to collaborate with our kids about for those trickier times. So it might be about like saying to the guys, you know, I noticed that this is a time that we really struggle with. What do you think, you know, can we come up with a list of things that we can do in the car to make this a little bit easier for us as a family so that we can have enjoyable car rides? You know, is it about allowing screen time in the car? Is it about having snacks in the car? Is it about, you know, having some sensory toys in the car? Is it about listening to audiobooks in the car? You know, what can we do? What is it that's going to work for our family uniquely for those trickier times? And having a bit of a plan before we go into those times. The next one I touched on before a little bit in the intro is about we get in these patterns of reading lots of information about ADHD. Now, there's no shortage these days uh, of information coming, you know, ab absorbing a lot of information about ADHD. And I'm guilty of this myself. We absorb all this information, but then we don't implement or take any action. So we're absorbing all these strategies and we're like, oh, that's really amazing. That's really amazing. But we don't actually do any of the action steps or perhaps we absorb information so much information that when it comes to the actual heat of the moment we get stuck we get into this paralysis we're not confident in our approach one of the things that I absolutely love helping families do is you know develop that confidence around their their approach so we go okay this is happening my child's dysregulated or we're having a problem in a supermarket or whatever I know what to do I do this I do xyz or I have abc in my tool belt to throw at this there's so much power that comes from having confidence in your approach and workshopping what works for your family or that child uniquely because 
reading lots of information about ADHD is one thing, but having practical strategies that you're confident to pull out in the heat of the moment is another. You can have all the knowledge, but you need to have practical strategies and you need to know what to do when the things when things are emotionally charged or you're a bit stressed or perhaps you're dysregulated yourself. ADHD in itself is a dysregulated nervous system, but what I've noticed is that even the neurotypical people in the family around the those with ADHD can have dysregulated nervous systems themselves because when you've got lower levels of frustration tolerance and higher levels of stress in the house, everyone gets a bit dysregulated. Everyone's nervous system gets a bit heightened. We get super sensitive to things. Um, so knowing and having that confidence, there's so much power in knowing what practical strategies to pull out in that moment. The next one that I wanted to talk about is consistency. And we all struggle with this. There's no one that's perfectly consistent. What I like better than the word consistency is just my kids knowing that I mean what I say. I don't want us to make empty threats as parents. Like if you keep doing that, I'm going to take away your iPad and then we just don't do that. <laughs> I want my kids to know that I mean what I say and I'm going to show up when I say I'm going to show up. So as much as possible, even when I'm tired, I want to try and be consistent. One of the things that I really like to do and one of the big motivations behind creating the ADHD and Families Membership was really about keeping parents inspired because you can read a book and then when that book finishes, everything kind of falls by the wayside. We're now not motivated to do those strategies anymore. And if you're involved in a community like what we've got in the ADHD Families Membership, you're constantly getting inspired and pushing forward. And it's those little reminders to be consistent with those strategies. It's not overwhelming. It's not about perfection. It's about being consistent and having those little reminders to do the strategies and show up in that way. The next one that I wanted to chat about, something that I am so guilty of, forgetting that it's supposed to be joyful. I forget about the joy. My husband is so much better at this than I am. I get stuck in the doing all the time. I get stuck in getting things done, you know, looking at what, how we can make things better, that I forget that it's supposed to be fun. <laughs> I forget to inject joy or forget to um, allow time for joy. And one of the traits that I admire so much about individuals with ADHD is they, because of the interest-based brain and not the important, like a neurotypical brain is based on importance and an ADHD brain is based on uh, interest or novelty, is they're a lot better at remembering to inject joy than I ever am. And what is the point if we're not enjoying some of it. Now, I am not for one second thinking that we should enjoy all of it. Parenting is tough, right? Uh, and family life is tough. We're all working, we're all tired, we're all doing lots of things. But we need to have pockets of joy. And how do we find those when we have some volatile moments as a family? We've got to look at and analyse what activities allow our kids and our family to shine. So have you had those magical days where it just, you know, you, you've done an activity and for the most part it's really quite fun and it goes quite well? What is it about that activity 
that allowed your family to shine? Was it outside? Was it that it was low demands? There wasn't too much structure to it. Was it that there was a lot of structure and everyone knew the rules? Was it sensory? Like was there lots of water or, you know, was there you know, lots of sensory components of it? Was it, like I know one that my family really did well at, was a smash lab. <laughs> we got to go in there and just smash up plates and like washing machines and things. That was a great day out um, and very therapeutic for all of us. <laughs> What is it about that activity that allowed that joy to come in? And what can we take from that lesson that we learned about, you know, that allowed our family to shine and take elements of that to incorporate more joy into our family life? Because what is the point if we're not enjoying enjoying this life? We, this life is short and we want to make sure that we're enjoying our family time together as much as possible. And some of that is about, for someone like me, is about scheduling those opportunities in. If I don't put it in the diary, if I don't book in some of those fun experiences, what's the point? It's just work. It's just more work. It's just all hard, right? It's all just admin. <laughs> I want to make sure that we have those times as a family. One, something cool that we did in the school holidays that was super fun is we went to like a puzzle hotel. It's called the Hijinx Hotel in Sydney, and that was super cool. Um, you do lots of little rooms. It's like a hotel where you go into different rooms and there's all different puzzles in there, and that was really, really fun as a family. But there's elements of those things that we can you know, do for low cost and not structured activity as well. You know, perhaps it's a day at the beach, perhaps it's a, a certain park that has different puzzles and things in it. You know, what can we do to make sure that we're incorporating more joy into our family lives? Because that's what we want. Systems, having, you know, streamlining day-to-day -day tasks is one thing, but I also want more joy for you guys. I want to create more time for joy. Uh, and the systems and things is part of that because you need to have time and space. Otherwise, the joy component is hard to find if you don't have time to do it. Um, but we want to make sure that we allow and take advantage of that time once we create it to have more joy as a family because we need that connection component and we need to be able to laugh together. The next bit that I wanted to chat to you is about the energy. And you hear me talk about this a lot in the podcast if you have been a long-time listener, is our energy that we bring forward for our kids is really important. So we get stuck in rushing energy. We've got to get out of the house. We've got to do things. We've got to, we've got to move. We've got to blah, 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 blah. And it just completely shuts down and overwhelms our beautiful members with ADHD. So one of the things that I'm really working on and I want to see if it resonates with you is just slowing myself down, going one thing at a time uh, and bringing a calmer energy to my family because we know that that rushing energy is quite overwhelming for our beautiful kids. So we want to make sure that we're bringing a nice calming energy um, to our kids. And that's a conscious effort. That is not my natural state of being. <laughs> I have a huge tendency to bring a rushing energy. So I have to stop and correct myself all the time and make sure that I really try and slow things down, regulate my own nervous system before I interact with my child's because I want to make sure that I am bringing a nice, calm, settled energy and I'm able to model 
regulation for my kids. We can't, as a dysregulated individual, help someone who's dysregulated regulate. It makes sense, right? Do you need some extra support for your family? Perhaps you need some practical tools for addressing some of the areas that aren't going so well for your family. Or perhaps you need some support in addressing some of those predictable problems that you guys are experiencing. Perhaps you just need some help creating some more time and space for your family so that you can do some more of that and inject some more of that joy. I would love to invite you to the free ADHD Families Festival. This is the biggest thing that I have ever done. So on the 30th of January, we are hosting a eight days free festival for all these beautiful communities as a way to say thank you for your support. This is going to be everything. It's going to be everything. So it's going to be fun, engaging. It's all online. It's all free. We've got workbooks. We've got prizes because I quite love the idea of being a game show host. We've got bonus tools, resources. So how it works is you jump onto the website, thefunctionalfamily.com backslash festival, and you register and reserve your spot. And please share it with your friends and family. If you're, if you're parents, you know, you've got grandparents that are interested in supporting your kids with ADHD, we want them to come along as well. So this is going to be big on strategies to make life easier with ADHD. It's all hosted by me. Um, what we're doing is we're doing three live workshops Uh, on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Then on the Friday and the Sunday, we're doing live Ask Me Anything check-ins inside the Facebook group so you can get your questions answered and, and feel supported. And then on the Tuesday, the 6th of February, we're doing an evening masterclass and that's gonna be the big one. Um, so I would really love if you can come to some or all of that. It's completely free, all online, show up in your pajamas. I love that. Um, let's get you the support that you need as a family, you know, with kids with ADHD or with ADHD yourself. Let's get you some support and please share it around because the more the merrier, I want to help all the families that I can. Now, the topics that we're going to be covering in those workshops is the first one is how to work with the ADHD brain. The second one is the top three parenting tips for ADHD The third one is why connection is your best tool for ADHD. Then we've got the two live Ask Me Anythings. And then we've got the big masterclass, which is the three three steps to an easier home life with ADHD. There's going to be so much gold in those sessions. And I really want to invite you to come along and please share it uh, because support for families with ADHD should be available for all. And I really, really want to share some practical strategies with you and share these resources, but also it is going to be fun. I want <laughs> I want it to be fun and exciting and engaging and connect with this beautiful community in that way. So please jump online, join the festival. I'm excited to be sharing with you those things and help you take action on some of the parenting shifts that we've discussed today because we really want to move you from where you are now to where I know your family can be, uh, it's, you know, we are already taking lots of steps. You've already come so far on this road um, and I want to be able to support you to take the next step and take the next step for your beautiful family. And because the goal is to have a beautiful, joyful, functional life with your gorgeous kids and your gorgeous family, whatever that looks like for you. 
um, so that you can enjoy your life and your time together. I hope you have a great day. Thank you for listening to this episode of the ADHD Families Podcast. If you loved it, please share it on your socials. I want this to start a conversation about ADHD. If you want to make this mum do a little happy dance, please leave a review on iTunes. If you would like to know more about what we do, check out thefunctionalfamily.com. I truly hope that you enjoyed this podcast and you use it to create a wonderful, effective, joyful life with your beautiful children.